The impact of direct energy on modern day warfare could be very dramatic. It's a very disruptive technology. And so the country that is able to develop and field these capabilities first will have a distinct advantage on the battlefield. Imagine if you're the commander of a U.S. Navy ship in international waters, and you're being taunted by swarms of boats that are coming at you to try to get you to escalate the conflict. Imagine, again, if you could flip a switch and stop those boats in their tracks without them being able to come any closer, with nobody getting hurt. That type of scenario is where direct energy could be a game changer. Direct energy is the use of electromagnetic energy, such as high-energy lasers, high-powered microwave devices, and laser SATCOM communication terminals. Direct energy has two primary applications. The first one is a very, very high-intensity beam of light that has the ability to identify a target at a very, very long distance, or if necessary, to destroy that target at a very long distance. Another application of direct energy is a very highly high-intense beam of radio frequency energy that can be applied to a target to disable that target, to either disrupt the electronics or to cause damage in other fashion. One might imagine that directed energy is a relatively recent development in, in warfighting, when in fact it goes all the way back to Archimedes' time. It's reported that Archimedes used mirrors to direct the rays from the sun at approaching enemy ships to try to set their sails on fire. But today, we've gotten to the point where these weapons are becoming real, and they have real applications in the 21st century, and it really is time for us to start getting these weapons into the hands of the warfighters. So the attributes of directed energy that make them so attractive is number one, they operate at the speed of light. Number two, they have very low cost per shot. Number three, they typically have very large magazines, almost unlimited magazines. And number four, they have stealth-like characteristics. They're very hard to detect and very hard to intercept. And number five, they can be dialed from both lethal to non-lethal. So today, if you look at almost every program in the department, whether you're talking about ground-based lasers or vehicle-based lasers or potentially airborne lasers, they are limited not by the technology advances, but by the funding that's been allocated to support them. Today, we're technology-rich and funding poor, which is why it is such an imperative for Congress to fund these types of efforts and to get these weapons into the hands of the warfighter so that we can be prepared to fight the battlefield of the future. And I think that that's what really excites me is being able to make an impact, to have an impact on the future of warfare. Hello, welcome back. This is episode 60 of Waking Up with Mel. And today we are going to wake up to do's or direct energy weapons. I was not planning on doing this topic. I actually had a whole other topic I had been researching for about a week and a half, all about these wild children, quote unquote, but that's going to have to wait till next week because this weekend they did, I believe, this is just me believing my own brain, which I'm allowed to do, as far as I know still, I believe direct energy weapons are responsible for many fires and they just did another attack in Chile. So we're going to start there because my husband's mother was born and raised in Chile. C-H-I-L-E. Chile. My mother-in-law, she moved here when she was 21, married my father-in-law, and they had four boys. My husband being one of them. Her story needs to be told. It is amazing. She she just has a lot, a lot of story to tell. But that's her story to tell. Anyways, what happened is her sister still lives in Chile. Chile, however you prefer it. And she was on vacation this weekend. 
And when she was on vacation, her whole neighborhood burnt down. House all the way to the bones. And you start looking at these pictures, and just like every picture where direct energy weapons, I believe, are involved, you will see metal melted to the ground, stoves gone, cars gone, metal melted, but you will see a green tree all around. Because direct energy weapons are like a laser pointed at you, and if it doesn't touch that, it's not going to burn that. But if it does touch it, it's not just going to burn it, it's going to melt it to the ground. And this, for me, didn't start with Chile. It started way back, and let's talk about it. So back in, gosh, 2007, I had a really, really good friend who decided that life was not worth living anymore, and she took her life. And that, again, is a whole sad situation story. Suicide is the most terrible demon, in my opinion, because it's a lie from the enemy telling you that this life that's a gift isn't worth living. And I know a lot of people are struggling with suicide right now because this world looks so evil and dark if you are in the enemy's headlines and that's what you're focused on. But if you focus on the Bible and God, you will see God wins and God will take care of us, especially those who seek him and are heavy heart hearted you know he's there to take our burdens uh, from our heavy hearts he's here to take our fear i lived in so much fear and i've talked about this on a podcast before that i could literally barely function and it was a hard life to live and i can imagine having that type of fear when they put the 2020 fear in because now now that i've woken up to so many things i see that the only way they control everything is through fear because you got people worried about kid kidnappings and cancer and uh, getting sick and, you know, fear, fear of death, fear of car wrecks, fear of this, fear, fear, fear. If you fear everything, then they can control you, right? And in whatever manipulation way they need to, whether it be through the fear that an accident might happen. So you need this insurance or that insurance or a fear that, uh, you know, I don't even want to put that out there. There's just so many things that people can focus on that are on the enemy's wavelength. And suicide is a, is a frequency a dev, from the devil. It's demonic. And it's the devil wanting to take you and your life before your destiny is fulfilled. Because the, whatever lie is being repeated in your head over and over and over again. So whatever lie that was for my friend, and I look back on her life, and she had a horrible childhood, a horrible mother, a horrible stepfather's sexual abuse. I mean, you name it, she had it, right? And she had a suicidal spirit over her since she was 18 years old, probably before that. But the first time she tried was 18. 10 years later, it worked. So I go home for her funeral. And actually, it wasn't in a funeral. It was the most beautiful celebration of life I've ever experienced. Went home for that. And I met her fiance on this trip and her fiance, I'm going to say I didn't care for him. I just, I felt, I just didn't like him. I don't know. I just had all these bad vibes and juju around him. I didn't really think much about him, but a few years pass and I get a phone call that says, Hey, did you know so-and-so's fiance died in paradise in those fires? And I said, no, what are you talking about? And, and I, Back then, I thought fires were just like random acts of God 
or some bad juju, like something happy, you know what I mean? Like the candle, you didn't blow out a candle or something. Like I didn't think, I didn't even know that direct energies were a thing until 2000, was it 19? Okay, I stand to be corrected. This fire started November 8th, 2018. So 11-8-2018. Now, here's the narrative that they tell everybody if you go to look up this fire. This was in California. They say it was a campfire and that was the cause. Okay, I wanted to stop right there. I grew up in Boise, Idaho. People started fires at camps all the time. There, it was heavily wooded. Most people are smart enough to put it out. Every once in a while, somebody would do something stupid and it would ca- catch the woods on fire. But not in this case. In this case, it was the deadliest and most destructive wildfire in California's history and the most expensive natural disaster in the world in 2018 in, in terms of insured losses. The more you really think about this, the stupid narrative that they give us it just sounds so stupid but what they say is that what happened was this fire that started on thursday november 8th it ignited by a faulty electric transmission line and that fire originated above several communities and an east wind drove the fire downhill through developed areas okay so now we went from a campfire now it's in developed areas now this is where i pause and say This person that I didn't know that well, that was the fiance of my friend who took her life, was living there in paradise at this time. And apparently, as the story goes, he's on the phone with a friend and he looks out the window and he says, hey, wow, those fires seem to be getting close. Well, if you live in America, I don't know how it is in other countries because I have never traveled overseas, but in America, there's fire hydrants on every single city block for fire trucks to hook up to and put fires out if god forbid a fire blows through your neighborhood or you got hoses right people would be outside to try to hose things down or whatever well he felt safe enough living in modern america california that why wouldn't a fire department be there to put out those fires in his neighborhood so he went to bed and he never woke up because his entire house burned down and I'm not talking like a little bit of wood left. I'm talking stove gone, melted, gone. And that was a huge red flag for me. I was like, what the? And then I started looking at pictures. And you go through pictures of Paradise, California. Do this. Google it. You should pause right now and do it if you've never done this. Paradise, California, 2019 wildfire. Somehow the fire burnt one building in a parking lot, but not the other. Somehow all the trees are surviving around an entire cul-de-sac that's completely melted to the ground. Somehow the inside of trees were burning, but not the outside, like the core of the tree, the inside of it, somehow. So I'm gonna play a couple clips of this paradise fire, and then I'm gonna fast forward you to Lahaina, Hawaii, because the same thing happened there. And again, touched home for me because I traveled to Lahaina and this is when I did my smart city episode, episode 48, because I don't remember what I talked about on that podcast. Maybe the same things, but I do know 
that when I brought this up with the Chile thing to my brother-in-law and said this is a direct energy weapon that they just did in Chile, burning down and almost killing our family members, if they were in their house, they would be, probably be dead like their neighbor. And the fact that he didn't know what I was talking about made me think, well, guess we're going to put Wild Boy aside for the podcast this week. And we're going to talk about something that's happening right now in the world because I put it on TikTok yesterday. And guess what? They took down my video for com community guideline violation. So I peeled it. They restored it. And now today I'm getting a lot of comments. And one guy said, I'm a firefighter in Australia and they're doing it here too. So this is worldwide, baby. This isn't just one do here and there. And that's why I started it with the fact that these guys are, it's almost like the fake moon landing, right? They're all racing to do the fake moon landing. Well, this ain't fake. This is very, very real. And other countries can do it to other countries. And the main reason why, because so many people are like, well, why would they do this? Okay. Have you ever heard of a land grab where people can't afford to rebuild? So they just leave and sell their land for pretty cheap land that you can't buy. Because if you went to Lahaina, you would totally understand those shops were hundreds of years old. That's native land. I, I it, Lahaina made such a big deal that I can't believe nobody is talking about Chile. Nobody is talking about Chile. The only reason I know about it is because my mother-in-law's sister's house is burned down unexpectedly by the ocean. But yeah, her neighbor's house gone. Neighbors dead. It's it's crazy, you guys. It's crazy. So let's hear some stories from people who were on the ground in those days at the time. We're going to start. Here's paradise. Okay. So the first video I'm going to play is from a firefighter on a podcast out in California. So let's hear from him. Paradise fires, you know, it kind of seemed like we were kind of out there and now it's like common. Everyone's talking about it. There's so much about it. It seems like it's, it's not far out there at all. And people, it's like obvious to so many people now. These are not natural. So when, when you take a, 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 an energy like that, because the fire has a different chemistry if it comes from a, a frequency like that versus a wildfire. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, 100% right. Just like just like a microwave. You know, microwaves burn from the inside out. The trees were burned up in uh, paradise from the inside out. There was much burning uh, under the ground where there's no oxygen. There's no heat. It's cold. It's, there's no oxygen. So there was some other... It was almost like a reverse lightning or something. It was, it was there's something, some grounding component. Now I'm going to play you a news clip from a gentleman who filmed a tree that was burning from the inside out. And here's that clip. A haunting but mesmerizing scene from the wildfires in Sonoma County. A man came across this tree burning from the inside out. Matthew McDermott was driving around looking for escape routes as multiple fires closed in on the area he was in. The tree appears that to be hollowed out by embers and flames. That fire was in 2017, and that one was October 8th, 2017. And I think that was way before people started catching on. So the year after that, they did the Paradise Fires. And then I'm sure they've done so many that I don't know about. Uh, in New Mexico, they had one of the worst firefight fires ever, um, I think in 21 or 22. Sometime after 2020, they started what they were calling a controlled burn during a time when they knew damn well not to do nothing. 
And then somehow it changed from a controlled burn to climate change. So, yeah. And when I met the a bartender one night when I was showing houses to a client, we went to go eat and there was a bartender there. And she looked so exhausted and tired because her house just burnt down and there was no insurance. So they just moved. Land grab. So there was a land grab here in New Mexico. There's a land grab in Paradise. There's, uh, speaking back in California, my aunt, who just passed away, lived in the woods in, I believe it was called Grizzly Flats, California, this place in California. Very wooded area. Lived there her whole life. And they moved because they were getting driven out by the cost of insurance. It was getting so expensive that they literally could not afford to live there anymore. So they start these fires, raise the insurance rates, and then people can't afford to live there anymore. So they move. Well, she moved into the city closest to wherever Grizzly Flats is. And somebody bought her house. And I think a year later, it burnt down. Her whole, the whole little neighborhood she lived in for 40 years burnt down. So don't tell me they're not trying to steal people's land out here. And, and this is nothing new. If you've been listening to my podcast, they've been taking land since this was India. And they took it from the Indians, if you didn't listen to my last week's podcast. And no, not modern day India. This whole little region was all called Asia and then called Tartaria and Great Tartaria and all these different Tartarian places. And then this little section that's now known as the United States, named after this dude named Amerigo that nobody learned about in school, uh, then became America. And the Indians then got all their land taken. And they would sign treaties after treaties after treaties and break them and take their land. And if the Indians fought for their land, they would slaughter them. Wife, kids, everybody. Animals, dogs, they didn't care. They, they'd rather have their farm and their big old houses and their old world buildings. And then they claimed and named them all for themselves, patented everything that was free and sold it back to us. So it's been good times, right? So these land grabs are nothing new, but we do need to be aware of them. Otherwise, <laughs> they're going to keep on doing it. The more a community like Chile or Lahaina wakes up, they can say, screw you and your little lightning bolts that we have on camera. So many people in Hawaii caught these these uh, laser beams blowing up their their yards. People caught them in outdoor cams. They're busted flat in Baton Rouge. I'll tell you what. <laughs> busted flat in Lahaina. But, and if you're like, what is she talking about? That's a Janis Joplet song. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train. Yes, you can donate to my singing anytime you want. But anyways, so by Hawaii, people are very well in dues, right? Unfortunately, when people were noticing everything that was blue wasn't burning because lasers don't burn through blue, apparently, the color blue, they really like red and other colors, but blue, they don't burn through. So they were noticing blue umbrellas weren't burnt, blue cars weren't burnt, blue pots weren't blown up, blue lasted. And there was a joke about painting your roofs blue and everybody painting their roofs blue. Well, now it's not so funny because it is February, 2024. And just a week ago, the beginning of February, they just zapped Chile. And the articles are awful. 
these people are missing, homeless, and these counts are probably completely off. And yeah, guess what? By the ocean. I went to Lahaina, Maui. It was the most beautiful place I've ever been in my entire life. It was so devastating to know the places I've been are burnt down to the ground. But what's more devastating than that is the fact that this literally probably couldn't happen there without these laser weapons. It's on the freaking ocean. Boats on the ocean blew up and burnt down. How does that happen? It's so green. Have you ever tried to light grass on fire with a, a lighter? If it's green grass, it's almost, it's probably impossible. You could probably stand there all day long with your lighter until the lighter blew up and you wouldn't be able to burn down your front yard. If it's green, if it's not green, that's a different story. But Lahaina was the greenest, most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like, I pictured what Eden would look like. Gorgeous, green water, oceans. They turned off the water. They blocked people in the town and they burnt it down and they killed hundreds of thousands of people. And somebody is responsible and somebody needs to pay the price. <laughs> Not the innocent people anymore. It it's, needs to stop. So Lahaina was a big deal. Everybody's talking about it. It's February now. No one's talking about it. And unfortunately, no one even knows about Chile. Nobody. And unfortunately, when you try to post about it, they take it down for community guidelines. So I'm coming here to my podcast to spread awareness about these direct energy weapons, about what they're trying to do with these land grabs. And do you know what a smart city is? You should look it up because they're going to have a little meeting in May. And a bunch of our cities near you, including Albuquerque, New Mexico, have signed up for the smart city application and they make it sound so great. Like, Oh, we're going to all have, you know, every be plugged into the grid. So when we can unplug it, you guys are all screwed. Uh, did you guys see the Teslas that couldn't start because it was too cold to charge them? If we don't want electric cars, we shouldn't have to have electric cars. My uncle who lives in California just this week ordered a generator from Costco, paid for it, ordered it, and then they said, oh, I'm sorry, we can't send that to you because it's gas ran and you live in California. What? What? I mean, I don't know what to think about America right now anyway, but I do know America needs a house cleaning, a good old house cleaning, and maybe even a good another name change. I don't know. But what I do know is this garbage and this direct energy weapon needs to be everybody needs to know what it is and the fact that it's being used on people possibly from our own countries i mean i'd hate to think that that's another country doing that because that's war right if china did that to hawaii that's an attack on our country if chile did that to their own citizens that's an attack on the country somebody's pulling the buttons and pushing the lasers Somebody knows what's going on and we should be allowed to just ask the questions and talk about it because I'll tell you what, they sure brag about it. They're happy they're doing it, producing it. But then you see the results of these fires and these trees burning inside out and you start having all these questions and then you get deleted. How's that work? Hmm. I don't know. Let's play some more videos about people who are seeing this too. 
The person I'm going to share with you is on TikTok. Um, his name is G-E-O-F-F-C-Y-G-N-U-S. I uh, follow him. I've been talking to him since he was there in Maui during the fires. This guy makes the most remarkable content. He had to leave Maui because it got too dangerous because he was speaking truth over there. Um, and he has, you know, day after drone footage, he he has videos that he wasn't even aware of that he was catching at the moment that show these blue pots that are just beautiful sitting there with everything around it destructed, completely destroyed. So in this video, it's just the things that melted there in Lahaina. Now, what happened in Lahaina is the off, there's this one street, it's called Front Street. So think of a, a downtown with a main street. Most of us know what that feels like. Main Street was blocked off by a cop and was not letting anybody access the freeways. So they literally blocked off people from escaping. They were sitting ducks in their cars to be burnt to death. And they just don't talk about it. Because if the news doesn't talk about it, it didn't happen, right? <sighs> Whatever. They just fill you with fear and don't tell us the truth so we can't fight. Okay, here, here he is. Um, and I highly recommend if you're on TikTok to go follow him and follow my channel, Waking Up With Mel podcast. All right, here we go. Episode is going to be about things that melted, melted glass, melted metal that showed just how intense this fire was. And I have a lot of footage of this. Really, it shows better on the ground. Drone footage doesn't show this very well. But what I saw on the ground was a lot of inconsistency from one car, from one neighborhood to the next. Uh, it was definitely a very intense fire. I've seen a lot of people commenting that when tires catch fire, it melts the aluminum wheel that's normal but i'm not sure if i buy that because the tire's gone in every case but sometimes there's a lot of the wheel left and sometimes there's no wheel at all and it's just running to the gutter like water so i don't really understand the inconsistencies here i don't pretend to be a fire forensic investigator so anybody who has an explanation for this i would i would love to hear it but what i saw was significant differences from one neighborhood to the next from one car to the next and uh, but in almost every case some of the aluminum had melted a lot of cases the entire engine block had melted and it was just sitting as a puddle under the car the windshields had melted a lot of times the car glass was at the, the glass from the windows was actually melted down into the street into the gutter as well so definitely a lot of intensity. Uh, this is in Front Street here that I'm showing. And Front Street, there's by far the most clips of Front Street because it's famous and a lot of people came down here. But it's not even close to the most intense place that I saw as far as heat and, uh, and, and, and melting stuff goes. I mean, when you look at the, the wheels on Front Street, a lot of them are, are intact. But there's places in neighborhoods where... There is no wheel at all. I mean, it's melted down to the brake calipers uh, there and, and the studs. And you can just, like you can see here, I mean, that, that wheel just melted away and ran into the street like water. So this is something that really struck me when I was walking around initially. I also want to mention that I'm working on another episode right now that will explain exactly why this footage that I have and that has been uploaded to the mainland is so unique and can't be reproduced because it's a pretty interesting story to tell. You can see there, there's just aluminum running down this driveway. I mean, how hot did that have to get to do that? And there's a couple of other sections here where you'll be able to see this too. Now, I also want to mention, the, I want to acknowledge the fact that I said I wouldn't make any more of these episodes for a while. I'm making this one for a specific reason. 
uh, when I posted a Zelle link in my TikTok and in my uh, X bio, I had a few people donate, generously donate a few hundred bucks. And so definitely not why I'm doing it, but it allows me to spend countless hours sifting through this this footage and editing these videos together rather than doing my normal job. So anybody who has supported this, you are greatly appreciated and you are certainly helping my efforts. Um, so thank you so much for that, guys. And uh, up here, you'll see, I think, what is the best example of this. So this is a bunch of aluminum from these these cars that just ran straight down the street. I mean, there's a huge puddle of molten aluminum here and i did see this other places too anyway guys thanks for watching stay tuned i'll be back be a huge emphasis on ensuring that the media and anyone else can't see what's going on here in lahaina west maui there are miles and miles of this black fence going up that was not here before that is obscuring ground zero and making sure no one can see what's going on inside of there from the road no one can get in there no one can take any pictures and then i've also seen these weird foreign police cars showing up these special police what I, i'm not sure what to call them this is a nissan but there's quite a large presence of these standing guard around the perimeter we've also lost our ability to fly drones really anywhere near this area now this 20 second clip here that i i tried to get out of my car and show what was going on I was almost immediately, after these 20 seconds, National Guard came, chased me off, yelled at me, told me to get back in my car and keep moving. So you cannot pull over, you can't even stop your car anywhere near any of this anymore. Now I'm going to show you a fairly long clip that shows just the how extensive the fencing is on the western side of the main highway here. And there also is National Guard, regular police, and what I have dubbed special police, which are these police cars that are foreign made uh the people that are driving them are not they don't look like any police i've ever seen in the united states so kind of a bizarre situation but they have all they have a, a huge presence standing guard ensuring that nothing can be documented you can't stop your car you can't pull over you can't fly a drone you can't take a picture you can't get in anywhere near any of this which is part of what makes the footage that i have so unique now i always make sure to point out that the footage that i have has been uploaded to the mainland to multiple people they have the credentials to my social media so if anything does happen to me it's not going to prevent the story getting out but the footage i have both uh, on the ground and uh, in, and drone but particularly on the ground is not going to be able to be reproduced with the amount of resources they have put into locking this area down now i am working on another video now that's going to show side by side this same drive a week ago so you guys can compare the you know what it's like now and you can see just the amount of fencing rocks police barricades all of the effort they are putting into this they are putting a lot of energy into it uh, which is uh, which is kind of interesting yeah so his tiktok page starts with basically the day of the fire i mean even before the fires he was living there but after the fires he was able to fly his drone i can never say that word right and i'm not gonna even try to say it again but he was able to fly that little thing that takes pictures over um everything he has amazing footage amazing footage uh just cars house is gone i mean it's just it's crazy watching his page um and then he, like i said he got so scared 
the way he was being treated by, you know, certain officials and things like that, that he flew out of the mainland. I mean, flew back to the mainland because he couldn't handle it anymore. Uh, living over there in Maui. So it's pretty sad how paradise became hell, literally to a lot of people. And the rebuilding efforts, I, I just heard last week from my mom that they were told, you got to clean up your land and get rid of the foundations and everything. And so a few people did that. And then they're like, now your land's not grandfathered in. And so people are like, well, don't do this. Don't. Ugh, it's just a mess. So now we got Chile and I will read you what little articles there are about that. Actually, we'll just listen to some news clips real quick because let's see what they say about this. All right, everybody, let's pray for the world. This is getting serious. Deadly wildfires unleashing hell in central Chile. Firefighters surrounded on all sides, risking their lives as the flames approach the National Botanical Garden. The death toll climbing to at least 122 people on Monday morning as first responders dig through the rubble with hundreds more still missing. In the region of Valparaíso, entire neighborhoods burned to ashes. Shell-shocked residents recounting their harrowing escapes as the flames exploded. Luis Parra says he and his wife were able to make it out with his grandchildren, but his father and his sister were consumed by the smoke as they tried to flee. More than 165 fires raging across the country over the weekend, fueled by a week of record high temperatures and the El Nino climate pattern. The popular resort city of Viña del Mar hit the hardest, with officials projecting an estimated 12,000 homes damaged or destroyed and an estimated 31,000 residents displaced, many still looking for their loved ones. The president declaring a state of emergency to make additional resources available to respond to Chile's worst natural disaster in 15 years. The military also deployed to support the country's all-volunteer firefighter brigade and help maintain order amid the chaos. Officials now saying they believe the fires in Valparaíso may have been set intentionally. Resulta difícil pensar que pudieran existir personas tan miserables y desalmadas capaces de causar tanta muerte y dolor. Pero si estas personas existen an investigation now underway with authorities saying at least 10 people have been detained as the fight continues to extinguish the flames. All right, Guad Venegas joins us tonight from Miami. So, Guad, Chilean authorities suspect these fires may have been started intentionally. What other details do we know? So, Tom, as we mentioned, some arrests have been made, but they're not saying which fires are connected to the individuals that were arrested. The details that we do know coming from the governor of Valparaíso is that they believe that four fires were started simultaneously in that area of Viña del Mar, the fires that caused most of the damage that we've seen to these areas where a lot of people live. Uh, we know that they are still investigating, and they're asking some of the witnesses that could have seen something to talk to authorities. We also know from the superintendent 
statement from the fire department there in Valparaíso that they think they have identified some witnesses who could have seen the individuals that set those fires. But again, they are dealing with a lot of fires across the country. It's not just the ones that have caused all of this damage, but fires all across Chile with those high temperatures and the winds, Tom, causing a lot of those fires to get worse. But the good news is that for the next few days, they do expect those winds uh, to be much more favorable, favorable for the firefighters to put these out. Again, if you look at those pictures um, on the, even the news clips, you're going to see the same thing you see in Maui and Paradise, California. It melted cars to the ground, trees standing and neighborhoods gone. I literally can't imagine what these people go through. And the craziest thing is, is whoever's starting it, quote unquote, obviously has no regard for human life. Because if they did, they would think twice before they hit whatever little button they push or whatever is going on. And like I said, this is allegedly for entertainment purposes only, whatever. We have to say that all the time nowadays because everybody takes everything so serious and Everybody wants to sue everybody for their opinions, and it's just crazy. <sighs> so here we pray. Dear Lord, this is your world, and this is your earth, and we are your people. And I just pray, Lord, that you just put a hedge of protection around your children, around their homes, around their um, finances, around their minds, bodies, souls. Keep us all healthy as we go through these trying emotional times. I just pray for families that have been displaced to let them be the voice to fight for their lands and for what's gone on, for let them speak up and not be scared to, if they know truth, to speak that truth, to share that truth. If there's videos that are being scrubbed constantly of these lasers coming down to the ground, I've seen them with my own eyes. Let them start to be revealed, reveal all truth, Lord. All truth in this time in 2024, let it be a year for more truth, more awakening, but more of you. <sighs> Enough with these direct energy weapons, Lord. I just thank you so much. Put them in the hands of the righteous and take everything that's that the wicked have and just strip them of it in Jesus name. You guys, I know this is a heavy topic, but it needs to be talked about. It cannot be just in my head and those heads of the people that see it too. It needs to be brought to the attention of some people that might not even know that these exist. I'm going to end this podcast with a clip from Lockheed Martin talking about their customers that they make these for. All right, here we go. Lockheed Martin produces systems that do everything from detect the threats to identify the threats, determine whether it's a threat to the aircraft, and then employs the appropriate weapon, in this case, a laser weapon system. What we're hearing from our customers is that they need a layered, multi-domain, defensive approach that can be integrated across platforms to neutralize these threats across all those domains. Imagine an aircraft equipped with a laser system with the capability to be able to neutralize a threat at the speed of a lightning strike, the precision of a surgical scalpel, with the magazine to deal with a swarm, and with the scalable effect to be able to address that threat 
providing an effect all the way the one end from simply deterring it for a short period of time all the way up to completely neutralizing and defeating that threat. to integrate our laser weapon system, Athena, into the classified C2 network and receive cues from the radar on the range in order to execute the full kill chain. The Helios laser weapon system builds on 40 years of combat system engineering and radar excellence. That is a fundamental change for laser weapon systems, which here to date have been prototypes added to a ship. Helios will be integrated into the ship. So what's exciting about this technology is that it's scalable. It's lived in the laboratory for many years, but it's finally reached the power levels and the effectiveness to allow it to be used on the battlefield. As an example, today's laser weapon systems can be used to defeat rockets, artillery, mortars, and even small UAVs. And as that technology and capability scales, the effectiveness scales with it. We'll be to the point here shortly where we'll be able to defend aircraft against incoming missiles and even reach out over long distances and destroy ballistic missile threats. Laser weapon systems are earning their way onto the battlefield. Lockheed Martin advancements in the fundamental subsystems, be it beam control, high energy laser, beam direction, power and thermal, is bringing a system-to-system approach to our customers' most challenging problem. Lockheed Martin can bring that end-to-end -end capability into the theater for the life of our platforms and help defend the brave women and men who boldly go in harm's way to defend our freedoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they're for. Okay. Bye.